Hello, you're listening in with Lloyd Goslink. This podcast is brought to you by Lloyd Goslink, Rochelle and Townsend in Austin, Texas. Lloyd Goslink is a 30 plus attorney firm specializing in natural resources, energy, litigation, and employment law. My name is Angie Matz, and I am the firm's marketing coordinator. Our purpose with this podcast is to talk with some of our practice area experts about timely topics and trends in an informal setting while aiming to be a little bit fun and informative to listeners. Hi there, this is Jamie Malden. I am a principal in the Energy and Utilities Practice Group at Lloyd Gosling, Rochelle, and Townsend. I'm here today to talk to you about sort of what is going on with your gas bill. If you are served by an investor-owned natural gas utility, you might have noticed that your gas bill has increased over the last year or last few years. And I'm here to explain some of the reasons why, and then also discuss the connection to Winter Storm Uri that happened back in February 2021. But first, we need to start with who regulates natural gas utilities. So... I don't know if anyone knows this, but the Railroad Commission actually regulates natural gas utilities. The Public Utility Commission of Texas regulates water utilities, electric utilities, and some telecommunications utilities. Natural gas is over at the Railroad Commission. The Railroad Commission is actually the state's oldest regulatory agency. And yes, it was originally created to regulate railroads, but it does not do that anymore, if you were wondering Why there's an agency that regulates both railroads and gas, that does not happen anymore. They actually regulate natural gas utilities along with the oil and gas industry and pipelines, et cetera. But for our purposes today, we're going to discuss their role over natural gas utilities, specifically investor-owned gas utilities. Those are big utilities like Atmos, Centerpoint Gas, Texas Gas Service, And then a lot of smaller investor-owned gas utilities like Sea Energy, Blue Bonnet, EPCOR, and others. Over at the Railroad Commission, there are three commissioners, and those are elected. So if you are a voter in the state of Texas, you will see Railroad Commission as a place on your ballot. And so you get to elect those commissioners over at the Public Utility Commission. Those commissioners are appointed. So it's a bit different process and can sometimes be a little political. Not that the PUC isn't political as well, but because they're elected is a little bit of a dynamic. All right. So I don't want to do this to everybody, but I think we need to go back in time to February of 2021 to Winter Storm Uri. I'm sure all Texans remember that as a very bad time. Most of the attention has been paid to the electric market since Winter Storm Uri. There's a lot of discussion about ERCOT, the electric grid, the prices that have increased for providing electricity, the market incentives, et cetera. But there have been impacts on the gas side, and that doesn't get a lot of airtime. And so I wanted to talk about some of the impacts that ratepayers are seeing from Winter Storm Uri. So back during those four days, gas prices jumped up to $100 per million British thermal unit, which is how they measure gas prices, which is more than 33 times higher than average. I believe they were at approximately $4 per million British thermal units before the storm started. So natural gas utilities have to pay pipeline companies for the gas that they are delivering to your house, your school, hospital, et cetera. And the utilities pass those costs through to the customer. So they don't make a profit on it. 
They are billed for the amount of gas that they purchase to feed their customers. You pay this on your bill and it goes directly back to the pipeline company. After those four days, when the price for gas skyrocketed, all of the investor-owned gas utilities in the state owed the pipeline companies north of $3.6 billion for those four days of gas costs. The Railroad Commission stepped in immediately after everything settled down and allowed the natural gas utilities to create a regulatory asset for those extraordinary gas costs. For those of you who are served by investor-owned gas utilities, there was a possibility that you could have received a bill in March or April of 2021 for $600 to $700, maybe even more than that. So what it did was allow the utilities to set all their extraordinary gas costs aside that were related to the Winter Storm Uri and let everybody figure out what to do with those costs. Well, then the legislature met in 2021 and they passed a bill, House Bill 1520, that allowed for those utilities to securitize those extraordinary gas costs. So the Railroad Commission opened up a docket which allowed all of these natural gas utilities to put into one big bucket all of their extraordinary gas costs that were incurred during those four days. Now, what securitization does is it's a form of low-cost financing. The gas utilities, they receive bond proceeds while their customers retire the bonds with interest over the course of some years. So through that regulatory proceeding at the Railroad Commission, Several utilities pooled their extraordinary costs. The total amount totaled approximately $3.5 billion. That was approved in November of 2022. The charges for Winter Storm Uri showed up on gas bills on October 1st. So you have probably received one to two bills with a line item called customer rate relief charges that is related to this securitization related to Winter Storm Uri. Now, not every person in Texas who receives gas service will have this charge. It is only for the customers that chose to go through the securitization process. There are other utilities that paid this off themselves or have charged their customers already to pay off the pipeline companies. Atmos Energy included $2 billion of extraordinary gas costs. Centerpoint Gas included $1.1 billion of extraordinary gas costs. Texas Gas Service was $197.3 million. That excludes their West Texas division. However, they did not input into the securitization bucket. Also included is Corix, Epcor, Rockin' M Gas, Sea Energy, Summit Utilities Arkansas, and Universal Natural Gas. So if you are a customer of one of these utilities, Atmos Energy, Centerpoint Gas, TGS, or Texas Gas Service, Corix, Epcor, Rockin' M Gas, Sea Energy, Summit Utilities Arkansas, and Universal Natural Gas, you likely have a line item on your bill that showed up on October 1st called Customer Rate Relief Charges. For context, the average monthly gas consumption in Dallas is 5 MCF, and so Dallas customers of Atmos can expect to pay about $5.50 per month more for gas. The average monthly use in Houston is 3 MCF, And so Centerpoint Gas customers who are down in Houston can expect to pay $3.30 per month more. Statewide, the average gas use is 3.7 MCF, which equates to charges of $4.07 per month. 
the bonds are for the next 16 years. So customers will be paying off the gas securitization for 16 years. That is through 2039. As of now, the securitization charge is $1.10 per MCF. So that is the impact from Winter Storm Uri on natural gas customers who are served by investor-owned gas utilities. You may have also seen some rate increases over the last few years just because of what we call interim rate cases or comprehensive rate cases. The Railroad Commission, as I said, regulates natural gas utilities. And this is where a utility will come in and file an application to raise rates or change services. And it has to be approved by the Railroad Commission. Several years ago, the legislature created the ability for gas utilities to file interim rate adjustment or what's known as the Gas Reliability Infrastructure Program filings or GRIP filings. This gives the gas utilities the opportunity to recover costs arising out of additional invested capital without filing a comprehensive base rate case, which takes a long time. So these are very limited filings. They happen very quickly and they are limited in scope, meaning they can only request recovery of costs related to capital investments. So let's just go back through the last year on our interim filings. The Atmos Midtex has a mechanism called the RRM. On March 31st, 2023, the Midtex Division of Atmos Energy filed a rate request for an additional $165.9 million system-wide. However, Atmos and the municipal interveners reached a settlement, which reduced that request to $142 million. Those rates went into effect October 1st, 2023. Those rates will have increased the average residential monthly rates by $6.47. Atmos West Texas also filed an RRM with its cities in its West Texas division on March 31st, 2023, and they filed a rate request for an additional $11.4 million in system-wide revenues. However, that was also settled, and Atmos agreed to a rate increase of $8.4 million or a $3 million reduction to the company's initial request. Those rates also went into effect October 1st, and will ultimately raise the average residential customer's monthly bill by approximately $5.04 per month. Texas Gas Service, Texas Gas Service for the Central Gulf Service Area also filed an interim rate adjustment for an incremental increase of $11.5 million. Texas Gas Service, which serves several different areas over the state, has several different divisions, filed an annual interim rate adjustment for unincorporated areas in the Central Gulf Service Area. It's their third interim rate adjustment since the company's most recent full rate case. And they sought an incremental increase of $11.5 million, and that was approved back in May. So there's also been an extraordinary number of comprehensive base rate cases that have been filed over the last few months at the Railroad Commission. It's actually quite unprecedented to have this many going on at the same time. Back in May... May 5th of 2023, Sea Energy filed a comprehensive rate case at the Railroad Commission. Sea Energy is a smaller natural gas utility that serves several pockets over the state. They serve a little bit up in North Texas and then also down in Central and in the Houston area. They sought a $9.69 million increase on a system-wide basis. However, that case settled and ultimately resulted in a reduction of its request by $4.19 million and other items, and that was approved just a few months ago at the Railroad Commission. Additionally, Atmos Pipeline filed a comprehensive rate case. That serves CityGate customers. 
On May 19th, they filed a rate case at the Railroad Commission seeking to increase rates annually by $119.4 million on a system-wide basis. That case has settled. In its original filing, they sought an adjusted city gate transportation and storage revenues totaling $951.1 million, excluding revenue-related taxes. They have settled, and now the revenue requirement is $735 million, which represents a reduction to current rates of $24.1 million, and that has been filed but not approved at the Railroad Commission. Back in June... Texas Gas Service, TGS, which I just mentioned serves several different areas of the state, filed a comprehensive rate case for their Rio Grande Valley service area, requesting to increase its revenue by $9.81 million, which was an increase of 25.94%. Parties reached settlement in that case as well. They settled on a revenue requirement of an increase of $5.875 million dollars which is a reduction of $3.9 million from their initial requests. CoServe Gas also filed a a comprehensive rate case. On July 28th, they filed an application requesting $10.3 million increase in annual revenues in their incorporated areas. And if it was adopted, this would increase base rates by 27.3%, which totals 7.5%, including gas costs parties are still litigating this case, so it has not reached resolution. Lastly, just two weeks ago, on Monday, October 30th, Centerpoint Gas filed a rate case for its Houston Division, Texas Coast Division, South Texas, and Beaumont East Texas Divisions. In the filing, Centerpoint Gas is seeking a $37.4 million increase in annual non-gas revenue which is a 5.8 increase over current revenues. And in addition to requesting a change in rates, the company is proposing to consolidate all of its service areas in the state into one new single division and call it the Texas division. Like I said, that case was just filed. So parties are beginning to examine that filing and we can anticipate a ruling on that soon. There has been a trend to consolidate service areas across the state, but this is the first one that would have one statewide division. So we are anxious to see how that one comes out. That's about it. But as you can see, there's just been a lot of activity on the natural gas utility side. It doesn't get as much airtime as the electric side, but it is definitely worth discussing. And I do think there are a lot of questions related to charges on your gas bill if you actually open it up and look at it. And that's it. Thank you. If you would like more information about what you've heard today, please visit lglawfirm.com. You can also find us at Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. None of this content should be considered legal advice, as one should always consult a lawyer about their specific circumstance. This podcast is not intended for commercial purposes and is made available at no cost. Music for the podcast is from album Jazz You and is titled By the Coast 2004-2007 by Anthony Rejikov. License under the Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike License is available on Free Music Archive. To learn more, visit by clicking the link in today's summary.